this is Wicked Spursy. This is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, and the Ghost of Dave. No, Dave's not dead. Dave pending. It's 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 Dave pending. Uh, it's like um, it's like the loading bar on your on my computer because my computer sucks. Um, <laughs> so for, for right now, Dave's uh Dave's in loading mode. Dave's and, like uh, early two thousands dial up. He's still you know screaming into the void trying to get connected that sounds like dave dave's dial up dave's dial up right dial up dave there we go dial up dave there we go that's that's a way to start yeah he's gonna love that i'm sure oh yeah of course he will i mean nothing like a new moniker you know (laughs) exactly exactly so mike how are you doing oh wait a minute here i thought i was the host dave said i was the host right I'm pretty I sure I, was, <laughs> I wasn't there for that. It's weird because we're both like de facto hosts of 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 our other, other respect, respected podcasts. So uh, that are not you know wicked spursy. Um, but I'll I'll let you host this time. I think I did it last time that uh, that Dave abandoned us. He's just gonna take over at some point. You know, once his AOL connects, he'll be <laughs> good to go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm doing okay, Steve. Um, it was a good weekend. Uh, Lucas had his first, uh, outdoor training. He's got a tournament coming up outdoors in Massachusetts next weekend. Uh, thank God it's next weekend where it's going to be 45 and rainy instead of, uh, 22 degrees and windy where, where the, uh, the girls played last, uh, this past weekend, but we got outdoors, uh, on the UVM soccer field to do our first outdoor training because our soccer field is still covered in snow um all the parents fucking abandoned it abandoned me so i was up there in the bleachers by myself 30 mile per hour winds snow banks as high as the bleachers you know because the the they had snow blowed the field off for for lacrosse games and what whatever other fucking nonsense is going on in that field right now but uh got to watch the boy out there and this is kind of the year uh, for them where they where they install the system, uh, which you know is is very basic. So it's it's just basic. They're learning patterns of play and that kind of stuff. So they're working in triangles um, and, and learning how to play out 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 from the back, which is which is kind of interesting um, because some of some of the kids who are in certain positions over the past couple of years are not in those positions anymore. Like we have kids who are who are attacking players are now you know central midfielders, um, you know. And, and before Lucas... you know it, they'll be playing center back for Spurs. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Just like Eric Dyer, right? I've got a, I've got a feeling that my my son is going to end up being like a fucking wing back like Regulon, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, hopefully not. Maybe somebody yeah, uh... like Pedro Porro. Let's, yeah, let's there hope... we go. That's a let's... better example. Yeah, you know, future uh, yeah. MLS superstar Pedro Porro. <laughs> exactly exactly uh so it was fucking freezing i mean it was cold dude and uh you know after afterwards uh myself and a couple of the parents took took the some of the boys out to for for uh, a nice lunch at al's french fries uh which has gone a little downhill but it's still kind of the same old al's but the boys had a great time hanging out playing together um and uh, afterwards, Lucas said that the ball was hard as a rock. I was like, and he said, he said, because of the field turf and how cold it was, it was just like skating across the, the turf. Um, I believe that. Yeah, the balls were just flying around and they're like beautiful touches, though, on these young kids. I mean, they, they really they really uh, have learned how to how to corral the ball and, and how to, you know, how to keep the ball at their feet. So but that was a that was a fun part of the weekend. My daughter had her second her second birthday party birthday party within a week uh another sleepover uh 
four, 14 years old and again uh, for the second time in a row has pulled an all-nighter which sucks <laughs> because like I was sleeping on the couch because I couldn't trust her from the weekend before <laughs> <laughs> she didn't she did not learn her, her learn her lesson but uh I, I threatened I threatened her that she was gonna have to come and stand outside with me at Lucas's practice but last minute I was like you're not coming <laughs> other than that's, that that's man, borderline cruel and unusual punishment yeah other than that my brackets are busted to shit uh my uh my duke blue devils are out so uh the only thing i've looked forward to is uh maybe what is there what even uh, is there we've got international break <laughs> oh oh we do have international break uh boston red sox are uh are going to be starting soon so they'll disappoint me by, by the end of april so there we go. How are you doing, Steve? Oh, you know, I am just waiting patiently for the one thing that I'm sure every single one of us is is also looking forward to. Warmer weather. I am. Yeah, I know. I, I know that's exactly where you thought I was going with that. Uh, no, we're not ready for a segue quite yet. I'm just like, you know, with with that brutal cold yesterday, the winds in particular, I it just clicked like it's miserable. Like when, when you're in winter in Vermont and you don't have any like fun holidays to look forward to, it just sucks. Like the, it really does. You know, I, I'm not like a, a winter sports kind of guy, you know, I don't look for skiing or snowboarding or anything. Hey, maybe that's where Dave is probably on the slopes or something. Uh, yeah. Claiming he's in. with his boss. He's claiming he's with the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, we know how that works. Yeah. So, you know, after, after like, Christmas, New Year's, like there's really nothing for me to get excited about. Uh, so I'm I'm just looking forward to that warmer weather coming in, you know, some nice 40s getting in, hopefully, uh, to some springtime temperatures. We did hit the equinox, um, mm. which means days are going to start getting longer, which should be uh, should be nice as well. Get that seasonal depression out the door. Welcome back in regular depression and <laughs> now we'll be it, it'll be good i'm you know there's plenty to look forward to this spring and summer um you know personally um i'm just looking forward to that warm weather opening up you know the, the sap is flowing oh look the at sap this is flowing what's we that went to a sugar house oh christ almighty it is it really is early 2000s dial up dave dial up dave <laughs> That's that's your new nickname. I, I don't think you heard that, right? Like that that whole type of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, I made I made that exact noise. <laughs> I, I believe it absolutely. Dave, hey. how are you? I, I'm doing all right. I'm sorry about my tardiness this evening. I don't mean to interrupt what you were talking about, Steve. I mean, I was just talking about the weather, and you know, I'm sure everybody's sick and tired of hearing about the weather. They they want us to get to the good stuff, but we can't get to the good stuff until we hear how Dave's doing. Yeah. Dave is doing all right. Um, sorry, just got off a work-related call that took a little longer than expected. I, you guys both know how that is. Well, Steve knows how that is. Mike, when his shift ends, he's like, screw you guys. I punched out. I'm out of here. My that's exactly. contract says I'm <laughs> that's done. Right. I have worked my 83 hours this week. Go to hell. That's, uh, it that's, was actually 82 last last week. Yeah. 82. I was wow. so close. Just like just like uh, predicting the ratings on the beer, right? Yeah. But You're no, otherwise... All, all good. Uh, we had the youngest son home for spring break last week, and uh, he got back back up your direction safely. So good to go on that. You boys will be proud of me. I am drinking beer tonight only because I'm out of out of wine. So, so I, I got it. Got it. I got the, my wine, Dave. <laughs> nice, very nice. The box was empty, eh, Dave. The, the the box was depleted. Um, there's <laughs> yeah, a there's a you. there's an allegory there, I think, for Spurs, perhaps. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but all in all. Doing well, boys. Good to see you. Missed you guys. Wait till you see the beer I have for Hey Mike tonight. You want to talk about an allegory? I am excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I got to say, you know, just this is just such I, it's always nice to find like a new local source of alcohol that is good, <laughs> you know, because like I, I feel like people who come to visit Vermont or spend any time here, you know, part of the fun is going and finding all the different breweries, you know, we've got what, like 56 plus across the state at this point, like it's, it's absolutely obscene, but uh, 
coming across a nice winery. Um, I mean, I, I don't really associate Vermont and wine too much, but they were at, um, I really wish I, I was trying to figure out what the name of this was. Um, Mike, I, maybe, you know, they were out in the Island, South Euro. Uh, it's snow farm vineyard, snow farm. That's it. That's the one. Um, they were at the uh, the home show that was up here over the weekend. And of course, if you're at a home show, um, why not drink, right? <laughs> what other point is there? It's free. Give it a shot. They had See, this par- par- Pardon my ignorance really quickly. When you say home show, what are you, what are you describing? It is this like big event with a bunch of different vendors setting up tables inside at the local sports complex that's where lucas actually plays soccer like mm-hmm. so yeah like parents and stuff had and, and some of the players had to go there and pull up the turf so that they can do these big shows in these mm-hmm. giant in these giant facilities yeah but you know so they had yeah you know the car dealerships realtors you know all sorts of things that are supposed to be for like you know your home and surrounding environment huh, well okay. They also have landscapers their- and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got gotcha. you. Vendors, yeah. vendors that you might need to use, right? Yeah, yeah flooring experts and shit. So, so you know, we're checking out the wine, and I, I see this red. It's you know, obviously a different shaped bottle um, than the classic tall, long, skinny ones that you see all over the place. I was like, all right, you know, that looks different. I'll try that. Uh, and you know, my wife, she's asking, you know, what's the deal with it? And she's telling us, oh, well, this is, you know, an oak barrel aged red. Uh, it's 20% alcohol. It does not taste like 20% alcohol. Like this is this is but, fucking good. That's the great thing about wine, man. Have a few and you're like, holy crap, what happened? Yeah. So as soon as as soon as I tasted that, and as soon as I knew I was gonna buy that, I was like, I'm opening this one up for for this week's Wicked Spurs. I think this is this is the show to have a nice solid drink and talk about the absolute shit show that has unraveled over the last few days. Mike, this might be the uh, episode title might be the one where Steve gets wasted. I, th- I think I could see something <laughs> coming along there. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I, I wanted, you know, we, we did the, the episode we called the one with Wendy. Yes. Yep. Um, I in wanted all, to, in all caps, our only yeah, all caps episode. I wanted to, I wanted to like, I wanted to continue like the, the, the friends type theme. Cause that's how they titled all their episodes. Yeah. Yeah. We could go back to that. I don't know. Um, but I mean, should, I want to get something out of the way here. Just off let's the top. Let's let's do it. Let's let's rip this band-aid off. That was not a fucking penalty. Come on. Oh, we're actually going to talk about the game. <laughs> no, yeah. no, we're not. No, we're just we, talking about. Do we that have penalty. to? I no, agree. We're just going to talk about was, the penalty. He missed because, him. Like I, there was no contact, as far as I could see. Because Dirk Commissar, Dirk Commissar said that we're not allowed to talk about it anymore. Dirk Commissar. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, <sighs> you look like an angry like Austrian from 1929, Mike. That's why now that you're now that you're letting the beard go, you like I'm like, telemarking across the countryside. Yeah. You look like an angry Austrian. You know, the, the thing about that is it shouldn't have mattered, right? Like, was it a penalty in my mind, my very biased mind? No, of course not. Never. Um, but it also shouldn't it shouldn't have mattered. It, we should not have put ourselves in that position where all of a sudden we're up three one. There's minutes left in the game. Three two, and now you gave away this potential for a late penalty. Like we all know, the refs in the Premier League are utter trash. I mean, they're just garbage. I, I, I'm actually kind of curious to see how long of a ban uh, um, Silva and Mitrovic get for the ugliness between Fulham and uh, Man United. Mitro- I don't know Mitrovic if you saw is that. looking at a long ban, right? Yeah, for assaulting the ref because he grabbed him and pulled him back a little bit. Um, yeah, Tuchel gets you nothing. You don't do for, that. Like, you don't Conte by the throat or whatever. It yes, was. I mean you don't put your hands on the ref. I get the frustration, um, and it, it is a little bit off topic, but I'll bring it back. I get the frustration, the but but it's consistent, right? We all know the refs are shit. They're not going to call the game a hundred percent accurate. You're lucky if you get 80 85 percent accuracy throughout the course of the game. 
you know, you can be upset about it. You can throw a fit. You can make excuses. But at the end of the day, if you haven't put the game to bed yourself well before that point, then you only have yourselves to blame. And that's kind of how I feel about South the Southampton game in general. Just we got ourselves into that mess. We caused it. We don't have anybody to blame but ourselves. No, I mean, we, you know, in the end, we lucked into a three to one lead, really. I mean, Pedro Poro's strike was about a thousand miles per hour. And he was just lucky. That was, that was good. He was about he was he was about as lucky as he could be to be that close to the to the net, because otherwise it was going up and over. Yeah. Um he could have very easily just put the ball on his left foot real quick and popped it into the other side of that goal, but he wanted to but shoot. It is cool up. when it when it pounds off the iron like that. Like that is kind of cool. I got he wanted to he wanted to shoot that at a thousand miles yeah. an hour. It was a nice ball by Sonny. But um, you know, other than that, the rest of the game sucked. They <laughs> no, seriously, though, I mean, the rest of the game sucked. Uh Harry Kane had a nice header. Um and uh Perisic finally fucking scored. Um he didn't defend well. Him and Longley are bad together. Longley is middling, if at best, and Perisic makes everybody around him worse. Which I'm telling you, Big Daddy Davies is the savior there. What what you got there, Dave? <laughs> is this is this me? <laughs> that's that's World War One. <laughs> So oh god i wish our audio so this is could have appreciated that <laughs> you know you know what's funny is that it, it did i don't even know if the picture came up on our on our zoom but that there i hope our, it did uh, i really hope it did yeah that that was kind of that was kind of funny um <laughs> it, kind it, of what's funny. even funnier is that is that dave had that picture like nearly ready to go he, he had that in his head from some fucking history class that he taught like 15 years ago absolutely oh no question well, more like 20, 25, but yeah, you know, I mean, it was, it was in my head. You know, it's even funnier. He might be, he might be related to me because my family is from uh, originally from uh, Czechoslovakia, which was part of the Austro-Hungarian, you know, empire at the time. Uh, so <laughs> that, that damn Archduke, man, him, him getting murdered, you know, that's kicked it all off. Things happen, you know. Sure did. Just don't get murdered. And the rest is history, as they say, Dave. <laughs> Literally. See what I did there? <laughs> I do. I totally um, see what you did. So do we, we want to get into uh, this this press conference? What do we want to do? I yeah, I think <laughs> you know we've we've danced around. I think we've got, nothing, we've, we've got nothing. We've got nothing else. We got nothing else. We got to get into it. Um, where to start though? Where to start? We can start right at the beginning. Um. <laughs> okay he came in and he apologized for being late that was the beginning that's the beginning uh yep. and then and then he told us that we're not so he's a good guy <laughs> we're not allowed to talk about the the penalty shot or the penalty that wasn't a penalty for for me it was not a penalty he said that's, that's true <laughs> and that's it he said that's it we're done close it off um but then you know he goes right into the rant about um how it's it's been like this at Tottenham for a hundred years or whatever it is, 20 years with this ownership group. Why haven't they won? Um, uh, he blames the players. Um, he says that he feels bad for the fans, which um, a couple of weeks ago, I think he was getting on the fans because uh, of their criticisms, criticisms of him. No patience, no patience. Right. So like he's taken the fans out, he's taken the players out, he's taken the ownership out, and now he's got his little his little shill Fabrizio Romano out there, um, tweet, tweeting up a storm right now and getting everybody all all worked up about uh, him leaving. Um, and Maybe we should be more clickbaity. Maybe that's how we're going to increase our viewers. Well, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, for me, Antonio Conte, we we. And I think we have been saying this since the very beginning. He's going to flip out at some point. We've been saying we knew what we were getting when we hired him, but we thought we were going to be getting a little bit more. We thought he was going to be better at managing players. We thought we he was going to root out all the bad all the bad seeds and put the best possible uh, players on the field. Um, we knew that his system was inflexible, but I didn't know that like that like his his system 
Um, I, I thought that we'd be like subbing wingbacks all through the season. Nobody told me that we would be subbing wingbacks uh, for pure defenders who couldn't get in the team when, when we had a four-man back. You know, um, I'm talking about you, Davinson Sanchez. Um, <laughs> you might as well have brought Joe Roden back. But, like, he's he's subbing on possible attacking players or uh, defenders for possible attacking players in the 89th minute of games. So, you know, his two subs that he makes are never have never been impact subs uh, unless it was Decky, um, who I think him and Poro put in probably uh, the two best performances of the day. And he comes and, out and the goalie, I think, put in a pretty good performance. Forster, Forster had a fucking phenomenal performance, especially since he was let down by multiple that, times. Yeah. By that side. By that side of the field, and he even there. almost he all, almost doesn't count, right? But he he predicted well the the penalty kick and where that was going. He just yeah, he just like it. I said, he's like a steamship trying to turn around in a it's a, a, a commuter bus trying to turn around in a in an alleyway. Um, it's like that bit from Austin Powers where he's trying to <laughs> turn the uh, he's got the forklift stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or no, yeah, whatever it was, it was like a golf cart or something. Uh, but either way, like. I, I just think that as a manager, I and I and I quite understand, you know, what what he was saying, and maybe some of it is true, but you can only fire you know, you know, holler fire in the theater so many times before we start to not believe you. He's done this at every single stop. And for me, it was just a matter of when, you know, because the results haven't been coming and I'm sure he's frustrated. Um, but it was a matter of when he was going to call out the, the management and the players. It's just that he did it so spectacularly. That was really, it was super spectacular. Yeah. And maybe, maybe, maybe there is a problem in the locker room, but maybe, maybe as the guy who is called the manager, you need to manage your team. And you need to set expectations and you need to, and you need to, to be flexible enough to make it an exciting, make it exciting for the players. And you need to help the players understand what happens when you get into a bit of a, a, a funk, if you're not playing well, right. Or if you're not, or if the system isn't suiting you, you have to change the system to make it, to make it, fun and exciting and and actually make it work on the field and he's just so inflexible that it's not working for him and it's not working for the players so i can see the players getting pissed off i'm not and i'm not saying that the players aren't partially to blame because it they are responsible for the product on the field but when your system is figured out and then the players start to start to understand that they're they've been figured out and they don't know how to fix it. The manager's got to fix it. And he just doesn't do it. He doesn't make proper subs. He doesn't pick the teams properly. And he he doesn't, you know, inspire his team to 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 aspire to greater greater things. He just doesn't do it. Um, we dug out Jose for for not doing the same type of thing, but calling out players, right? Mm-hmm. Spe- specific certain players. And then banishing them to the bench forever. Um, True. He painted with a very targeted brush as opposed to Conte using he was an extremely broad brush, right? Right, right. And it's not, and it's not one of those things for me, like we always hear like, oh, the Tottenham way of playing. Um, there is no Tottenham way of playing anymore. There isn't one. We've had no manager since 2019, since Pochettino got sacked, has lasted more than a year. You said that with flair, Pochettino. Pochettino. Hey, Steve, uh, I, can I put Steve on the spot for a minute? I don't know if he's ready to answer this question, but Steve, so the picture Mike's painting of, of what Conte did, is there anything about Conte's actions that is defensible? Like, do you see justification in any of it? I mean, honestly, Steve, Steve, before you get going here, I told you he was going to take over. <laughs> or you told me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, what do you want the host to do? Am I supposed to let you guys just <laughs> freaking wander or what? Well, sometimes you got to let the kids play in the pool by themselves. 
Yeah, Dave's yeah, not that kind of guy. He's <laughs> then, a constant and, adult. And then they and then they pee and there are Snickers floating in the pool. So you know, like this, this is this is a bad idea. Well, to answer your question, Dave, um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, he's not wrong. I don't think the comments that he made. I mean, the forum, the way that he went about it, probably not the best uh, way to get that information out there. But the content, what he said, he's he's absolutely, in my mind, not wrong at all. I mean, a, a good chunk of these players have been a consistent theme across, what, three or four managers now where you've gotten shit results, underperformance, mediocrity. Um, so there is a con- – in my mind, there's a constant there. Those players are still in this team. They're still contributing in some way. And we're getting the same results regardless of who's in charge. So, yes, I do agree with him that there is blame to be placed on some of these players. But, and Mike, I think, hit the nail on the head. He's the manager. It is his job and responsibility to do something about it. And the fact of the matter is, given the opportunity Conte will not change. He will put mm-hmm. the exact same 11 players out on the field time and time again, and we'll get the exact same performances, the exact same results. Sometimes it works in our favor. Other times it goes against us, but there's no flexibility there. You can't say the players are used to mediocrity and aren't performing well, and then pick those same players time after time, after time, after time. If they're not playing as a team if they are not up to expectations drop them i don't care who they are i you know i love harry kane best easily best striker we've ever had the numbers don't lie if it was him who was being the selfish individual who is dragging the team down fucking bench him you have to be able to say there is no individual above the team. If Do you think team, he was talking to Kane on Saturday when he talked about selfish no, honestly, and that Kane I, didn't didn't pass on two clear scenarios where he should have? He yeah, I mean Kane should have passed. He was a little bit selfish, but by and large, I don't think Kane's the problem. I don't think of him as a selfish player. I see him as being somebody who does look for other opportunities most of the time, but he is also you know, an incredible goal scorer when things aren't going well, you know, he's going to try to take some initiative and do something with it. So I, you know, I get that, but I don't think Kane is the problem. I'm just saying that if it was him, like nobody should be above the team. If there is some member or members of the team that are causing a toxic environment in the dressing room that are bringing down morale drop them it's one of the things that i loved most about when pochettino came into the t- into the club was identifying the problem players and just banishing them completely like nowhere near first team i thought that's where we were getting when you know when dongle was sent sent away yeah um, i thought so too and yet and was also yep those were the guys who were most vocal and, and mouthy in the locker room uh um mouthy uh in in social media and being lazy on the field and in practice and that kind of stuff. Those are the guys, but you know, uh, for me, for me, I can't see it being somebody like Romero for me. If there's a guy in the locker room that could be causing a toxic environment and we saw it in the documentary and I hate to say it out loud, but. Mm. He's not going to say it out loud. Go, go further with that. What do you mean, Mike? Uh, I'm trying to remember what you see in the documentary. I'm trying to recall what um, that would have been. What the 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 sending off. Um, That's right. Where where he flipped out. Yeah, had a um, hissy fit and a half, right? Had a hissy fit and a half, uh, and then he carried on and carried on and carried on in the locker room after the game, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, he kind of he kind of helped. The, he just got. It just seemed like he has a terrible attitude when he's not playing well. Which things aren't going his way, and he has a crybaby hissy fit. And you know, maybe it's just me being a parent, but like he's been helicopter. We saw in the other in the in the Sunny documentary, he's been helicoptered his entire life. Everything has been chosen for him, mm-hmm. specifically for him, and and um, 
he doesn't have to make decisions in his life. Now that's not saying that he's the issue, but if there's one guy that I could see being an issue, and I don't think that there is one guy, I honestly think that Conte has doesn't talk to the team. We know that he doesn't go in and talk to the team after some of these bad losses to let them stew on it and get pissed right. off a little bit. Right. <clears throat> you know, um, I, that's for me, not a way to manage players and manage, in fact, manage a group of men. He was absolutely right that the club pays a lot of money to these people. They need to go out there and perform, but you need to provide the assistance and you need to provide an, a, a, um, you need to provide the example for them. Yep. And it's all fun. It's all fun when you're, when you're winning and doing well. And we, we may have never seen this had we won three to two or three to one, you know, three to one, we might be talking a different, a different game right now. Um, we may not be talking about Conte out. Um, can I, um, can I share a hypothesis? I, can you I share a hypothesis I've been developing? And then, then I think there's a really important question we need to ask. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, please, Dave. I have been wondering if um, Conte came in November of what was that? 2021. Yeah. November, 2021. And I, I wonder if what happened at the end of that season where we rallied and took forth was not supposed to happen. Right. Like if, if his strategy was, I'm going to keep playing these same guys and I'm going to show the ownership that they need to do what I say, they need to get the players I want, that we don't have the right guys. And unfortunately for him, like we, we, we dunked out of all the other competitions we were in. So those guys focused on, on the league and ended up finishing fourth and it just worked out. And so then he was stuck and had to figure out how to claim credit for that. Right. Like I worked a miracle. I made this happen. I did all this stuff and then went into this, this year, um, kind of expecting the same thing to, to show ownership that if you're going to back me, it means you're going to do what I say. So let me show you how these players are, are terrible and not good enough. Right. And, and start to bring me guys that I want, but I'm going to play who I want to play, even though you bring me guys that I want. And I, there's a part of me that wonders if like this outcome was coming no matter what, it just was a matter of timing because what happened this year is no matter how bad Spurs suck, they keep hanging around fourth. You know what I mean? Like they, they keep lingering in the champions league spots. He had, he lost two friends this year, like no downplaying that, but he also had this time, time at home with this illness. I think he came back from the illnesses and was just like the first chance I have to go off and end this, I'm going to go off and end this. So had we won at Southampton over the weekend, you know, it would have been delayed until the next unexpected loss that we, we should have been able to avoid. Maybe it would be after the break. Right. I just feel like this was maybe always coming but last year was a fluke and it screwed up his entire plan. Maybe thoughts. Yeah. I, I mean, Possibly. I can, I, I just do think that he probably just got sick and tired of being in the position that he was in. Um, I, I get it, but it's always been kind of his MO, right? Like he just kind of inevitably burns the house to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, you know, at the start of the season, I was excited. We had preseason. It looked like everybody was clicking. It looked like everything was going well together. You know, it it, it does almost come across like he's doing almost like the absolute bare minimum to keep us competitive without outright making us competitive. Um <laughs> right? That's, like that's gotta be really difficult to do when you think about it. You know, like how do you thread that needle? To be but, just you know, barely good enough. I'm at the point personally where I, you know, I don't care who the personnel is. I don't care what the tactics are. You know, if, if, because this is another uh, uh, argument that comes up from these few stragglers of people who still back Conte. It's, well, who else is he going to play? Right. Who else is there? Is there another option? And at this point, I don't give a fuck. Like, if you need to bring in guys from the academy, to fill in some spots, you know, get, get these kids who are like super excited to play for Spurs and to get their starts and to show what they can do. I would rather we have lost at Southampton three, nothing playing youth team players who actually gave a shit and tried 
you know, and I know people are going to say, oh, no, you don't need that. Like, you're happy with the points. You're happy that we got, you know, something out of it. Yeah, the points are nice and everything, but, I, you know, it just, it sucks watching this team grind results out. You know, it it, it sucks knowing what we are capable of and not seeing that being reflected on the field. It is just brutal. I've already said I've chalked the season off to a loss. I'm looking forward to the next one where hopefully we've got somebody who is going to play a, a little bit more progressive, a little bit more attacking, a little bit sexy in a way. Um, but man, I'm just, I'm so burnt out of the season that I honestly, I, I, I mean this, I honestly don't care if we lose out every single game, as long as we play people who actually want to be out on that field playing the game. Steve, you know, it'll make you feel better. What will make me feel better, Dave? If I asked a really special question to a really special fella. Oh, Dave, please ask the question. I think that would make me feel better too. Hey, Mike. What you drinking? <laughs> well, I love it when you ask that, Dave. Um, I'm going to tell you that uh, today I am a optimist. optimist. Ooh, is that a sticker? Are you you broadcasting a sticker for us? I am uh, a optimist. Uh, it's a noun. Okay. Uh, it's good. It's a, person, <laughs> it's a person who believes everything is better with a good beer. Beer. Okay. All right, I, think, all right. I think we can all be labeled as optimists. Optimists. That said, I'm going to use my uh, my nice old school Rheingold beer uh, beer opener, which I tells collect. me there's a bottle on the way, right? I co- I collect these things. There is a bottle unless it's on like one of those high seat cans that I used to drink fake orange juice out of when I was a kid. <laughs> um, zero percent juice. Exactly, zero percent juice. Hundred percent orange color. <laughs> hey, there's uh, some high fructose corn syrup in there. <laughs> that's true. This is made in Ridgeway, uh, England. Um, really? Yeah, Ooh, I went out. British I went beer. out looking for some fun beers, and uh, and I found these. Uh, this is called. Uh, it's Ridgeway Brewery. Um, it's a brown ale with bite. It's called. It's called. Um, and this is because I love my ITK. Uh, this is what I'm now naming. I have a name for my ITK informant. Uh, the person who gives me all of my uh, all of my ITK information, um, and in this case, today's my cousin, ITK, my cousin informant. Today's today's ITK information was that uh, Antonio Conte has been fired, and it will be announced uh, within within the next twenty four to forty eight hours. I'm going to call him the Hamster of Doom. Okay. So from now on, when I have Mike DK, it's we're going to say the Hamster of Doom has spoken. Hamster of Doom uh, has reported. All right. All right. So uh, the Hamster of Doom, Ridgeway Brewery, 5.8 alcohol, um, brown ale with bite. Steve, I will expect you to go on to the old uh, uh, Google Your machine. advocate. Mike, with, with this review, I, I want your assessment of why this beer has that name, just because, um, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts going through my mind. Oh, boy. There, there, there could be a reason for it. Yeah. Uh, this is... This is scary looking. It smells kind scary of crazy. <laughs> I'm using my cup. Uh, it says I drink and I know things. It's a good cup. Ooh, I hear the glug. Glug, 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 glug. It's brown. Let's see it. Hold hold that up for us. More red than brown, really. Oh, huh. Yeah. It doesn't look like some... a doesn't look really like a brown ale. It looks more like a uh, like an amber almost. Yeah, there's nothing good on these reviews. It's, it smells like a, it smells like a red ale. It's sweet smelling. Mm. That, not what I was expecting, based on the name and the the can. I was or the bottle. I was expecting, yeah, well, dark like our like our fortunes I, at Spurs, basically. <laughs> yeah, actually, I take that back. There is one comment as Mike takes this sip that I will read. Uh, somebody it. wrote in the review, "It's very enjoyable and a goo, and a goo, a goo." I, I do want to note there's a half a finger of soapy head. I think I'm seeing. Is that about right, Mike? Yeah, like a half. Oh, he's not enthused, Steve. We are in for a we're in for a doozy here this evening. Okay, <clears throat> straight off the top, straight off the top, tastes like a copper ale. Okay, Looks like like copper ale. Like copper ale is really good. Um, yeah, but 
copper ale is good when it's brewed um to be a copper ale not a brown ale <laughs> um i don't i don't hate the beer it is enjoyable it's something that you and I, again, that you and I could make in our, in the basement or, or in the garage and as it were, um, or the garage, as they would say, the garage, as they would pond. say, and in, in, uh, across the pond. Do you love that? I do. Like, it's, it's me sucking, I mean, sucking up to our English listeners. Um, as a copper ale, this would be, this would be a very good beer. It's got, um, it's malty. It's a little bit lighter. It's fizzy. Uh, I like it, um, as a copper ale. As a brown ale, it's not a brown ale. <laughs> I'm glad we got that straight. I loved the dramatic pause too as he took another sip. I mean, I'll drink this thing. Um, it tastes a little bit I, like this. It tastes a little wanna, bit like this cap. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but. For whatever penny. reason, I get this this impression every time you take a sip of it, like you're just sucking on like a sock full of pennies. Yeah, he's less enthused every every uh, <laughs> sip he takes, basically. Yeah, Somebody yeah I wanted it to be good because I paid like, it in Mike's mouth. I paid like seven ninety nine for it. You know, I thought hmm. like this is like English ale. It's kind of from across the pond. Uh, really, I you know the other the other option had Conte actually been sacked. Before we uh, before we came on, the other option was <clears throat> the Iron Maiden beer. Nice day of, day of, day the, of dead. the dead. That would had he been sacked, I would have switched to this one. That would have um, been a good one. Yeah, I have uh, a feeling you're going to drink that after this one. True, I might save it for next week. Uh, this, <laughs> assuming Conte gets sacked next week, that's this. That's this brewery though, this brewery makes good beer. Hey, the hamster of doom said 24 to 48 hours. The hamster of doom did say 24 to 48 hamster hours. Hamster of doom has spoken. What are you, what are you talking about? 20, oh, uh, sorry. Behind. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what about a rating, Mike? Um, um, 3.1. Oh, so close. Wowzers. Wowzers. Still above three. I'm surprised at that, Steve. No, I mean, your, it's, it's drinkable. Score. It's fine. <laughs> What did Steve come up with? Three. Three point oh. I was two, I was two point nine. We were we're, we're dialing in, man. We're getting you guys are dialed in close. How about the uh the old song? What's the frequency, Kenneth? No. Oh, that would have been a good one. <laughs> just just came to mind. Yeah. Um Genesis, Watcher of the Skies. Okay, how come? Why? Um, so um that song, you, Dave. That's why that song's about aliens. That song's <laughs> about aliens. Too many questions, Dave. <laughs> no, that song's about aliens. It's about an alien uh, who who didn't know that there was other uh, intelligent life forms, right in 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 the in the universe, and they came to Earth and fell in love with the Earthlings and wanted to to, to try and save as many Earthlings as possible from the destruction that was going to happen from the sun exploding. That's what the whole song's about. I mean, it says it in the in the lyrics. Um, <laughs> Encyclopedia Mike, man, you kill me every time with the with the songs. But tell me, tell me how that connects to the Hamster of Doom. Um, I, it's just the it's the feeling that I get that the sun is the Hamster of Doom, and and mm. uh, and uh, this beer is the Earthlings, and uh, we need we need someone to come and <laughs> we need someone to come and save us from that. Um, we don't know who it's going to be yet. At least we know it's not going to be Gennaro Gaduso. So we do know this. Yeah. yeah. See, see, Mike, I take it further. To me, the hamster of doom is the hamster of doom because he's on the hamster wheel of doom because he's just he's just running endlessly nowhere, and that will be his destruction. You like that? Yeah, I do like that a lot. In fact, uh, let's write a song. I think we could. I think yeah. we could make something happen. That, the lyrics that, are up to you, though. I, I just have the big picture ideas. No, no. I mean, lyrics. I mean, it could be it, that could be along the same type of lines, like a prog rock song, right? And that it would totally right sounds into, like... <laughs> that would that be prog rock, like no question. Kind of, kind of like somewhere between heavy metal and like 
psychedelic music comes prog rock like uh pink yeah. floyd and, and yes and and like, like uh curved air and king crimson yeah king crimson yeah uh those type of bands and like uh rush you know yep yeah all right well hey that's been uh ridgeway brewery hamster of doom fair score at a 3.1 and genesis on the song well done we appreciate it'd be a three it'd be probably a 3.6 if it were a fucking actual if they labeled oh. it a copper ale if they labeled it a copper <laughs> ale god man those bastards I, i'm still a optimist still an optimist congratulations yeah uh, maybe i'm just let, maybe i just let down because i had this uh i had this delicious uh sip of sunshine before oh no that's a little sip uh sip of sunshine before i started here so yeah that's definitely definitely a downgrade no question i've been drinking a lot of stouts lately though too so definitely a downgrade i was uh mike and steve i was skiing with my son nate on friday i knew it i fucking knew it that's why you were late no it was on friday (laughs) and uh just stopped in this was a bromley mountain stopped in at the uh you know the pub at the mountain afterwards and uh you know they they had like cheesy saint patrick's day you know paraphernalia all over the place i was like yeah i'm not gonna be the guy that gets a gets a guinness but you know what i did get was a fiddlehead that i haven't had in a while both of them were delicious like they were absolutely perfectly timed perfect scenario really really enjoyable i got a i got guinness uh extra stout draft and i got um and i got guinness draft and i got guinness extra stout in the bottle and which which was preferred <clears throat> i like i i like the way that guinness does uh does their nitro beers in the can mm-hmm. it makes it feel like you're actually drinking it at the pub it's creamier true you know a better mouth feel and it, and, it, and it like but there's something about drinking out of that bottle i love drinking out of a bottle it's nice mike do you have your like your own personalized like foam stamp to do on the top of the beer with no but you know what when when uh, i worked at killington and i know we're getting off to- off topic here but <laughs> why the fuck not um when i used to work at killington every year we would go to an irish pub uh that was actually across the street from where pico is mm-hmm. if you've ever been there um, i know exactly where you're talking about yep. the, inner, the right inner at the right at the top of the at the top of the mountain right right well yeah kind of it's across the street yeah the, the no, I mean at the at the top of the road, basically, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. So in at Long Trail, and uh it was right there. And we would go in and every every year they had um what was the night before they had the Guinness guys would come in and they would teach the, all the bartenders how to how to pour beers and how to you know do the shit in the foam. There weren't actually stamps, like they would actually do this shit with like the spoons. So they oh, pulled it. And then they would do this shit with the spoons and they would make designs and shit in there. There are stamps. I think that they probably have now for that kind of thing, but yeah, um, these guys, these Guinness guys, these reps were artists. That's cool. Very, yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, boys. So here's what I know. I know that there is no chance that we have done or can do this nonsense with Conte justice. Um, so with that, it seems like it's probably the right time to hit closing thoughts and, and let let he, let everybody take it wherever the heck they want to go. But let's let's just be candid. We we're not going to finish this story until it finishes itself. Is kind of kind of my opinion, which my claims will occur in twenty four to forty eight hours. Yes, the hamster of doom actually said that the hamster of doom stated that. So yeah, we will. We believe the hamster of doom. Steve, what are your uh, closing thoughts as we wrap things up? Uh, I was just looking at the next permanent Tottenham manager odds uh, via Sky Bet. Yeah, where are we at now? Uh, what does the hamster of doom have to say so the list that they have right at the top Maurizio Pochettino followed by Luis Enrique Ryan Mason uh, who actually shares odds with uh, Enrique Hmm. Marco Silva who's probably going to be banned for a lengthy amount of time Uh, Vincent Company is up there Uh, that's uh, that's okay with me Thomas Tuchel Roberto Deserbi and Thomas Frank round out the list. And I got to say, I these options to me are either unrealistic in that it would cost an arm and a leg to get somebody from, you know, Brighton. Like, we're not getting Deserbi from Brighton without paying out the ass for him. We're not getting Frank for the same reason, right? Like, mm-hmm. Marco Silva, probably a similar situation, but he also kind of 
bombed at other places. Like I, he just doesn't seem like a good fit. And the rest of these are, I don't know. They're just sort of uninspired. You know, Vincent Cousin excluded. That could be interesting, but like Pochettino, you know, we've talked about that already. Enrique, okay, maybe, but like that just seems like another one of those um, like high expectations hires. Like th- this is somebody that's going to come in and they're going to immediately need to get results. And from what Conte has said about the players and how they perform under pressure and and what we've seen under Conte and Mourinho, um, I just don't know that I I really want somebody highly rated to come in and take the reins because the pressure is going to be against them, not just from the fans, but from, you know, the management, the board, Daniel Levy, all of that. You know, it just, it almost doesn't seem fair. And I, you know, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I would rather just take a punt on somebody who is like highly rated, but up and coming. They haven't quite reached the pinnacle yet. They haven't quite accomplished the same feats as a Conte. Uh, Like a certain Argentinian manager who's not named Pochettino. Yeah. Like (laughs) Gallardo would be an interesting one, mostly because if things don't start off on the front foot immediately, I think there's more leeway for him. Like I, I, I would, I believe that there would be far more patience for somebody like him to come in and not have those expectations on his shoulders to try to do something, to be given time to make something happen. If you get somebody like Enrique in there um, or Thomas Tuchel, they're going to want results. They're going to want them fast fans, board, whoever, and the second things don't go well, we're back to square one. So for me, I would rather take the punt, give somebody some time. And I'm not talking a couple months. I'm talking, you know, two or three years to really work their magic, let them do what they're going to do. And unless we are at desperate circumstances where we're thinking like bottom half of the table, like we cannot perform get rid of them then but outside of that like as long as we're top eight i'm fine with letting them could give them some runway let them do something and see if we can get a solid result out of that because i'm sick and tired of this carousel of just manager in manager out over and over again you know mike already said we haven't had stability since the 1819 season with pochettino this it's got to stop at some point it's got to stop and i don't see it stopping unless we make a deliberate choice to go with a project manager and back them for a period of time that's it that's where i'm leaving it you know this will be our sixth manager and oh wait 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 i'm calling you i'm gonna call you out Go ahead, because I was counting managers on my hands. Go ahead, go for it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you did. You did, because you gave me shit about counting on my hands last week. Yeah, I do. I totally deserve that. Absolutely. This will be our sixth manager (laughs) in like four years. That that is a remarkable statistic. It Um, is a remarkable statistic. Uh, And I, I for one, don't don't like it. Um, I agree with Steve 100%. We need to go with somebody young. Uh, somebody who's unproven, somebody who we will give time to. I know the fans, like, I feel that after the failed run at the league um, and then the failed the failed Champions League, uh, um, you know, final, I think fans are expecting something to happen now, 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 now. And fans aren't willing to have patience in uh, And Antonio Conte was absolutely right when he said that the fans are not willing to have patience for, for a rebuild, but I absolutely agree with Steve and um, we're going to have to sit here and wait for it. You see, the uh, thing is, I think fans would have patience for a rebuild. If it was I- fun to watch. If it was fun to watch and if the person at the helm wasn't, you know, somebody renowned for immediate results, trophies yeah. now. That's valid. The disconnect just it would be too much to overcome, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So basically what I'm saying is that, you know, dad left, right? We, we, we always hope like dad's, dad's coming back from the store someday to you know he, he went out for cigarettes and cigarettes and and milk right and and he just never came back 
And all of mom's stepdad tries have been assholes. Isn't that fair to say? But here's the thing. No, if you know what I feel like, it's not even, it's not even mom and step. It's, it's not even stepdad. <laughs> it's like, it's like somebody, some dude came into the house who was dating mom and then kidnapped us. <laughs> right. And, and then he, he got sick of us because we were fucking complete assholes. He had, he had, he had no reason to, he had no reason to murder us. Right. He didn't want to murder us. He just wanted his own, he just wanted his own kids. So he kidnapped us. But he didn't like, he's like us. He's like, oh, okay. This isn't what I thought it was. He's like, be. you guys aren't very good kids. I don't like you. No, no, we're, we're okay <laughs> kids, but he thinks that we're not good kids. So he's like, oh shit, we'll get rid of you. And then the next, and then guess what happens? He's got a buddy who's like, I'll take these kids off your hands. Right. So he comes in and he's like, he's the nice guy. And he's like, yeah, we're going to make everybody happy again. This is great. And that guy was like, well, shit, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I don't know what's going on. Then some guy just busts in the house one night and comes in and he's like, I'm Italian. I know how to do this. I'm going to get this done. And he took away all the ketchup and the mayonnaise too. And he took out, he took away the ketchup. And the mayonnaise and all the fun things that you like to put on your chicken nuggets and your Should French fries. Sign. Should have been the sign. Yeah, yeah, right. He came in and kidnapped from the nice guy who didn't know what he was doing. And then he's like, wait, these kids are assholes. I'm going to pass them off to dad again. Maybe dad will come back. I'm going to pass them off to mom, Daniel Levy. And maybe, maybe dad will come back and see what happens but it's probably going to be the fun uncle for a little bit of time until dad comes back. <laughs> Ryan Mason, Ryan Mason. Um, so this is, this is what in my estimation and, and uh, after consulting with the hamster of doom, um, I think that what's going to happen is that Ryan Mason is going to come in. He's going to see out the season. Um, and then Pochettino probably comes in. My only fear is that if if Pochettino is not hired immediately, if if there's not like they're trying to figure out contract shit before they start announcing shit, um, how to pay off, how they're going to pay off the 15 million left with Conte and how they're going to bring in Pochettino. If they don't bring in Pochettino right now, I don't think that he's going to show up in the summertime, even though Pochettino will want a preseason um, there'd be no reason to not bring him in now. Other than the fact that maybe the players aren't going to fit into his system. But I think I think the players we have could fit into his system. And I honestly think that um, even if he wanted to come in and play that, that diamond that he was playing at the end of his tenure, like that would work well with, with a player, with players like Skip and maybe not Hobby, but... Uh, you know, I think Decky would fit into that system. I think Sonny obviously fits in that system. Kane fits in that system. But I think if also, if Pochettino comes back, um, there's no Harry Kane next year. Mm. Why do you think that? Because um, the hamster doom told you? No. No, it's, it, I, think that, I think that Harry Kane has been there and done that. And I, and I think, I don't think, I think he wants something new and promising. And every single time he kind of gets that something new and promising, he comes out of his, he comes out of his little cocoon where he wants to leave and uh, comes out of the funk and everything's great until it's not. And I think that Pochettino presents something that he's already done and it didn't work for him. It worked for him for a while, but it didn't work. It doesn't work for him now. I just don't think that Pochettino's the right, the right move. It'd be it'd be nice to have dad come back, but it'd, it'd be nice to have a new stepdad instead of getting kidnapped again. All right, we got analogies all over the place on on this episode, boys. Well done. Um, I'm going to go on the record and say I wouldn't mind. It's blasphemy, but I wouldn't mind Harry Kane moving on. Just going to say it. With that, this has been Wicked's Bursey. Uh, Steve, how would what would be the final words you'd say as we wrap things up? Well, I was going to say, don't be an asshole, Dave, but you kind of just went right for it, huh? I know. That's a good, good setup, huh? <laughs> what an asshole. So this is pointed directly at you, Dave. Don't be an asshole. I'll try. I'll try. And Mike, how about you? Um, I'm going to say be safe, everyone. And? Coys, 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 coys. We'll always, we'll always be coys because we love our club. 
We're just disappointed. Go. Yeah. Yeah. It's what what did I say to you, Steve? I love this club, but I don't like this team right now. And then that that holds. That holds. Right. That's it. Hey, hey fans, we love you. We'll see you later. Thank you very much, guys. I, we all love you. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Just kidding.